0: And welcome to A is for Agrimony Coffee Stained Notes on Witchcraft. I am your ghost, Margot, and I think this is my official first episode of October. So happy October. I hope it's finding you well, and I hope you love this month as much as I do. For me, autumn starts when the early morning light starts to take on a more golden glow than usual. I can see it shimmering on trees and plants outside my window, and I know that autumn is setting in. And by the time we reach the autumn equinox, I'm ready to celebrate the harvest and the change of seasons and just bask in my favorite time of year. But when October comes around, this month is the crown jewel of the fall season, the absolute expression of the beauty and mystery of autumn. Where I live, it's the peak time of the absolute best weather we get all year. Crisp, but not cold, thanks to the still golden glow of that waning sun. The colors of the leaves everywhere are just simply magnificent, and the sound they make as they rustle along the ground in the wind is just beautiful music. Uh, I put on my favorite boots and jacket or a cozy sweater for the first time. I sit outside to enjoy my morning coffee without any mosquitoes or flies to kill my buzz. (laughs) I have outdoor fires and I just take in all the absolutely enchanting and mystifying energy of spooky season. Because Halloween and Samhain are my absolute favorite holidays. Big surprise. So yeah, in autumn, we have September and November and most of December, which people seem to forget very easily, but October. October rules over my heart. (laughs) So happy October to you and yours, and in honor of October, spooky season, Halloween, and Samhain, today's Fortune and Flora episode, The Star and the Dandelion, will be the last regularly scheduled episode because the remainder of October's episodes will be fully dedicated to spooky season, Halloween, and of course, We will end with Samhain. So I haven't quite nailed down all the plans for these next three episodes, but I plan on bringing you as much October goodness as I am capable. (laughs) Also, uh, I didn't want to depart from regular episodes by leaving you all with the tower because that's not fun. And after the tower comes the star. And it felt very appropriate to break after the star, especially since I'm pairing the star with wonderful dandelion. And there's a method to my madness. Hopefully, I'll be able to to convey it to you um, and why I think the Star, and especially Dandelion, provides a nice segue into the upcoming October episodes. We'll see. (laughs) So let's talk about the Star. When last we left our fool on his epic journey through the Major Arcana, we had a tower experience brought on by Devil Card Circumstances. And we learned that when we hold on to false beliefs, when we let our material desires take over, or when we cling to ego or things that do not serve us, eventually, and almost inevitably, it all comes crumbling down. And although the complete destruction of these towers feels like utter chaos and upheaval, it is a liberation through destruction and a purification process that clears the way to build something better, stronger, and more rooted in truth and much, much healthier. And in the midst of this necessary catastrophe, we finally come to the star. The star card represents hope, inspiration, and spiritual guidance. It suggests that you should have faith in the future. You should stay true to your authentic self, and you should trust in the positive forces working in your life. And these could be the same forces that brought down the tower, Or something completely different, free to come into your life now that the tower has fallen. Possibly a one-door-closing-and-another-one-opening kind of scenario. So before we dive into the meanings and symbolism of the star, let's get a better understanding of the Fool's transition from the tower to the star. Because as with all transitions on this journey, it represents a significant shift in the Fool's experiences and spiritual growth. So, we know that the Tower card is associated with sudden and dramatic upheaval or change, the breaking down of old structures, beliefs, and illusions. When the Fool encounters the Tower, it represents a moment of crisis or realization that shatters their existing worldview. It can be a chaotic and unsettling experience, symbolizing the necessary disruption for personal growth. The Star card comes after the Tower and brings with it a sense of hope, renewal, and healing. It follows the chaos of the Tower, offering the Fool a moment of respite and a glimmer of guidance. And here's how the transition occurs. After experiencing the Tower's destruction, the Fool learns the importance of letting go of what no longer serves them. The Tower experience forces the Fool to release attachments to false beliefs, ego, and material possessions. This is release and letting go. As the dust settles, the fool looks up at the starry sky in the star card. The star represents a connection to the divine and a sense of a higher purpose. It's as if the fool is guided by a higher power or some cosmic wisdom. And this card encourages the fool to trust in their inner guidance and intuition. This is connection to the divine. The star card signifies healing and rejuvenation, providing the fool with a sense of peace and calm after the chaos of the tower. It's a time of self-nourishment, both physically and spiritually. This is renewal and healing. The star brings hope and inspiration, encouraging the fool to have faith in the future even in the face of difficulties. The star serves as a guiding light, offering a sense of direction and purpose this is hope and inspiration. And finally, the transition from the tower to the star can be seen as a restoration of balance. The tower's destruction brought chaos, but the star brings harmony and equilibrium. The fool learns to find balance between the upheaval of change and the peace of spiritual connection. And this is balance. It's all about balance in all things, it seems, to always come back to that. So in short, The tower to the star in the fool's journey represents a profound shift from chaos and disruption to hope, renewal, and spiritual connection. This is that pivotal moment where the fool learns the importance of letting go, trusting their intuition, and finding inner peace and inspiration. Some of these tools and lessons he has already picked up along his journey, and he is now tasked with and able to rise to the challenge. All of this, in combination with this new experience, have now become a part of the fool's resilience and ability to navigate through life's challenges with newfound wisdom and insight. Good stuff. So, alright, let's take a look at the card now, as we do, and examine the symbolism found within the traditional depiction found in the RWS system. So, at the center of the card is a naked woman... Kneeling by a small pool of water. Her nudity symbolizes purity, innocence, and vulnerability. She is unashamed of her true self, suggesting honesty and authenticity. She holds two jugs in her hands. She uses the jug in her left hand to pour water onto the land, and the jug in her right hand to pour water back into the pool. These jugs are said to symbolize the flow of spiritual energy, knowledge, and inspiration from the higher realms, the universe, or the divine, into the material world, the land. And this represents a connection between the spiritual and the material worlds. Also, the woman's stance or posture may differ in some cards, but most commonly she's seen with one foot just slightly submerged in the water, representing feminine power and spiritual strength and the other foot firmly placed on land, representing practicality and a connection to the earthly realm. Above her is a large, shining star, seeming to dominate the night sky surrounded by seven smaller stars. The largest of the stars is often referred to as the Star of Hope, or the Guiding Star, symbolizing destiny, divine intervention, and a sense of purpose in life. This star serves as a beacon of hope and guidance, leading the way through dark times, a theme I will return to later on. The seven smaller stars are sometimes attributed to the seven chakras, but we must also keep in mind that there are eight total stars, and the number eight is associated with balance and infinity, suggesting an endless source of inspiration and spiritual energy. And on many cards, you may spy a bird or a butterfly, perched in a tree or flying nearby. It symbolizes freedom, a sense of transcendence, and the ability to rise above earthly matters to gain a higher perspective. The tree can be said to represent life and growth, nature, and the tree of life. And in some cases, the landscape around the woman might appear barren and rocky, representing the challenges and obstacles that one may encounter in life. The water flowing from the jugs symbolizes the ability to nourish and rejuvenate this harsh terrain, bringing life and growth to difficult situations. So we can see from its rich symbolism that the star card is a strong indicator of hope, inspiration, and spiritual guidance, even in rough terrain or dark and trying times. It immediately offers encouragement for you to have faith in the future, stay true to yourself, and trust in the universe's benevolence and suggests that even in difficult times, there is a source of light and guidance to help you navigate life's challenges. That same specific theme again. Okay, let's talk correspondences and numerology, starting with the number 17. As we move along in numbers, we start to see that many of the double-digit numbers gain their meaning and significance as the sum of their parts. For example, 1 and 7. And while some have their own very specific meaning as well, like 12 and 13, we really start to understand in double-digit numbers how two forces can come together to bring about a more complex meaning. The number 17 is no exception. It's various symbolic meanings and with various symbolic meanings and significance. Let's start by looking at number one. You may remember it from the magician episode. In numerology, the number one is associated with leadership, independence, and individuality. It signifies new beginnings, ambition, and taking initiative. It often represents the start of a new cycle or a phase in one's life. The number seven, you may remember from the chariot episode, is seen as a highly spiritual and mystical number. It represents introspection, inner wisdom, intuition, and the search for deeper truths. It's often associated with a quest for knowledge and understanding. So, when we combine the energies of 1 and 7 in the number 17, we get a unique blend of qualities. And they are leadership and spiritual insight a leader or individual who possesses not only practical leadership skills, but also a deep spiritual insight, uh, or a person who can inspire and guide others with wisdom and intuition. Initiation and inner growth, the beginning of a new spiritual or personal journey, a reminder to trust your inner wisdom and embark on a path of self-discovery and personal growth. Balance, between the material and spiritual aspects of life, Finding harmony between individual goals and higher, more profound purposes. Seeking knowledge. Uh, The seven aspect of 17 signifies a strong desire for knowledge and understanding, and suggests a thirst for learning and willingness to delve into the mysteries of life and existence. And finally, luck and good fortune. In some cultures, 17 is considered a lucky number, associated with good fortune and positive outcomes. And this belief varies across different regions and traditions, of course. Remember, numerology is a symbolic system, and its meanings are often open to interpretation and can vary depending on the context and cultural beliefs. So the significance of 17 in particular uh, may be influenced by personal beliefs, cultural associations, and even intuitive interpretations. Some more correspondences for the star. It is ruled by the element of air... And the zodiac sign, Aquarius, which is also a water bearer. The air element rules over communication, thoughts, and ideas. Breath, intellect, inspiration, fresh insight, swift movement, and changeability. Air signs are intellectual and communicative experts in the ephemeral. These are things of this world that lack physical form, like breath language, and information. The air element allows for freedom, liberation, and a breath of fresh air. Picture a bird soaring through the sky. So people born under an air sign tend to be adventurous, curious, and ever-changing, just like the breeze. They are intellectual and can tend to live up in the clouds, making it difficult for others to pin them down. Aquarius is also highly intellectual, clever, and creative. They are extremely independent and don't care for rigid instruction or supervision. They can be social, but only if they truly want to be. But if you can get them to comfortably interact, you will quickly find that they are very authentic, filled with ideas, and can be a fount of inspiration. However, their extreme independence can also result in them sometimes feeling lonely and detached from the world. Um, They can come off as stubborn for this reason, and that can all feed into their rebellious nature. But one thing that is undeniable is that they are driven by a sense of higher purpose. As a water bearer, just like the star, we are seeing a free flow of spiritual energy, knowledge, and inspiration from a higher source to the earthly realm. The idea of nourishing the spirit and bringing new life to the material world, as well as idealism and humanitarianism, are prevalent in both Aquarius and the star. As well as individuality and freedom, as Aquarius values individuality and personal freedom, and the star card reminds us to honor our unique path and our authenticity. So, we see very purposeful connections and the symbolism present in this card. But how do we put all this together in a reading? What does the star card mean when it appears in a tarot reading? Well, as with all cards, there are several possible meanings and interpretations that can be indicated by the specific question asked, the placement in the spread, and surrounding cards, and of course, your own intuition. But here are some of the most prevalent interpretations that can be pointed to if the star appears in a reading. So first we have hope and inspiration. The star card represents a sense of hope and renewal by suggesting that even in the darkest of times, there is a glimmer of light and a reason to be optimistic. I am going somewhere with this eventually, I promise. It encourages the querent to believe in their dreams and aspirations. Next, we have spiritual connection. With a strong connection to the spiritual or divine realm, the star suggests that the querent is in tune with their inner guidance and intuition. It's a reminder to trust in your higher self and to seek answers within. A callback to a couple lessons from the high priestess as well as the hermit. Next is Guidance. The star card often suggests that the universe is guiding you toward a particular path or destiny. It's a sign that you are on the right track and that your actions and decisions are aligned with your true purpose. It could also mean healing and rejuvenation. The water in the card symbolizes healing and emotional renewal, suggesting that the querent is in a period of healing and growth, both emotionally and spiritually, It's a time to let go of past hurts and embrace a fresh start. It could mean authenticity. The nakedness of the woman in the card represents authenticity as well as vulnerability. It encourages the querent to be their true self and to not hide their feelings or intentions. It's a card of honesty and transparency. Balancing spirituality and reality could be coming up. The star pushes for balance between the spiritual and the material worlds, something that was way off-kilter in the Devil card, leading to the necessary destruction in the tower. The star encourages spiritual exploration and growth, and it also reminds the querent to stay grounded and practical in their everyday life. Wishes coming true In some interpretations, the star card suggests that your desires and aspirations are within reach. And with faith and persistence, you can make them a reality. Divine timing. This card often implies that things are happening at the right time and in the right way and may encourage patience and trust in the timing of events unfolding in your life. Optimism and positivity. The star card is the card of positivity. It advises the querent to maintain a positive outlook, even in challenging situations, as this positive attitude can attract more positive outcomes. Something that even non-magical people will agree with. And finally, renewed faith. If the querent has been feeling disillusioned or disheartened, the star card suggests a renewal of faith and belief in oneself and the universe. It's a reminder that things can get better. Hope. So to sum up the star card, we are looking at a symbol of hope. This is the light after the dark night of the soul. It brings inspiration and spiritual connection. It encourages the querent to have faith in their dreams, trust in their inner guidance, and believe in the positive forces at work in their life. It's a card of renewal and optimism. And it reminds us that there is always a reason to look forward with hope. Now let's talk about Dandelion, who is also ruled by air and has heavy influence in the realm of hope in particular. In fact, in some folklore, the Dandelion is seen as a symbol of hope and resilience. Its bright yellow flowers are thought to represent the sun and its life-giving energy, and the dandelion's ability to thrive in adverse conditions and spread its seeds with the wind is often seen as a metaphor for hope spreading in the face of adversity. So let's examine this amazing plant. We don't say weed here. (laughs) Dandelion, or Taraxacum officinale, is a very common flowering plant of grassland and cultivated ground. It is native to Eurasia, but has naturalized in all parts of the northern hemisphere, especially here in North America. Most people are less than enchanted with dandelions, seeing them as a pesky weed that proliferates where they would prefer to see just grass, which I will never understand, truly. But... This incredible plant is actually cultivated in some places and used for both food and herbal remedies. Dandelion is a short-lived perennial that's capable of growing just about anywhere, withstanding frost and freezes, crowding, and even extreme heat and insufficient moisture for the most part. And For this reason, it is often seen as a flower of not only hope, but perseverance as well. From the Illustrated Herbiary, Guidance and Rituals for 36 Bewitching Botanicals. Dandelion is bright, bold, and sunny. She pushes through cracks and cement and worms her way into the mortar of stone walls, cheerfully. Dandelion's medicine is perseverance, but not the perseverance of the martyr. Instead, Dandelion is the eternal optimist, like the fool in the tarot deck. She's always happy to set off on a new adventure in hope of learning more and digging deeper. She's not an airy optimist, though, with no grounding in reality. Her roots are strong. She's the shaman and the Buddha, and her message is this. Happiness is an inner landscape that has little to do with where you're planted. When you're ready to make your own joy, whatever life throws at you, call on Dandelion. I absolutely love that book, that, those, that deck, the, the entire collection. Amazing. So dandelion also has been used for its medicinal properties for centuries, both in historical and modern contexts. Some historical uses for dandelion includes as a digestive aid, as dandelion has a long history being consumed as a bitter tonic to stimulate digestion and improve appetite. As a diuretic since it can increase urine production uh, and help relieve water retention and mild cases of edema. Liver health, since it was believed to help detoxify the liver and promote the flow of bile. And skin conditions. In traditional folk medicine, dandelion sap uh, or a poultice made from dandelion leaves was applied topically to soothe skin conditions like eczema, acne, and minor irritations. Today, modern or contemporary medicinal uses have much in common with the historical uses, and these include detoxification. Dandelion is still used today as a natural detoxifying agent, and some herbalists and natural health practitioners recommend dandelion root or leaf tea as part of a detox regimen to support liver function and overall cleansing. Diuretic, again, dandelion supplements or teas are used to help relieve mild cases of fluid retention and bloating. Anti-inflammatory uses, dandelion contains compounds with potential anti-inflammatory properties, and some people use dandelion extracts or supplements to help with inflammatory conditions such as arthritis. And we know now that it is extremely rich in nutrients. Dandelion greens are highly nutritious and are rich in vitamins and minerals, including vitamins A, C, and K, as well as calcium and iron. They can be used in salads or as a cooked vegetable to boost overall nutrition. And finally, another popular use is for weight loss. Dandelion is sometimes included in herbal weight loss supplements due to its diuretic and potential appetite suppressing effects. However, it's essential to use caution. When using herbs or supplements for supporting weight loss or any other purpose, while dandelion has many potential health benefits, its effectiveness varies from person to person. And if you're considering using dandelion for medicinal purposes, it's advisable to consult a healthcare professional or an herbalist, especially if you have any underlying medical conditions or are taking medications as it may interact with certain drugs. Additionally, always ensure that the dandelion you use for medicinal purposes is harvested from clean, pesticide-free sources. It may be very tempting to start gathering up dandelion growing on the side of the road, but very unfortunately, we hardly ever know what kinds of contaminants or chemicals may be present. So it's best to source from your own garden or another trusted area or source. So what about dandelion and witchcraft? That's what we're really all here for, right? Well, this is a good one. And some of you may already know, but dandelion in particular is sacred to a goddess that is very well known in the witchcraft community. Let's look at powers and applications first, though. Dandelion has been a plant of great significance in various folk practices and witchcraft traditions throughout history and continues to be used in modern practices. Evidence of historical use in folk practices point to applications in divination, oracle use, love, and protection. And many of these practices are still carried out today. Let's look at the many uses of dandelion in witchcraft and folk practices that are still prevalent today. Wish magic. In European folk traditions, dandelion seeds are sometimes used for divination. People blow on the seeds while making a wish, and the number of seeds remaining attached to the dandelion head after blowing determines the outcome of the wish. And in some cases, practitioners used to use this method to divine how many years they had left in their lives. Ballsy. Okay. <laughs> dandelion seeds are still used in contemporary witchcraft for wishmaking and divination, Some practitioners use dandelion fluff in spells and rituals to make a wish and set intentions. The wind carries the seeds away, symbolizing the release of desires into the universe. Another application is purification and cleansing. Dandelion is considered a purifying and cleansing herb in modern witchcraft, echoing its ability to detoxify the body in medicinal use. And it can be used in rituals or spells to cleanse a space, an object, or even oneself of negative influences. Another application is divination and psychic abilities. Dandelion uh, leaves can be used as a form of divination in modern practices. Some practitioners read the patterns and the shapes of the dandelion leaves similar to how tea leaves are read in tassiography. In fact, dandelion is associated with enhancing psychic abilities and intuition. Some witches use dandelion in herbal teas or incense blends to aid in developing their psychic skills. You can simply use the dried and roasted roots like coffee to make an infusion to promote psychic powers, or place the tea on the bedside, or drink it before bed, to call on spirits to bring information in your dreams. And speaking of that, dreams of dandelions are said to indicate a breakthrough and also an offering of comfort and support during major life changes. Something that seems very connected to the transition from the tower to the star. And dandelions are also said to be able to predict the weather as blossoms tend to close, giving a sign of coming rain. Another application is transformation Dandelion's life cycle from a flower to a fluffy seed head symbolizes transformation and change. Witches may work with dandelion energy to assist in personal growth and transitions. And as changes come, dandelion can help us to stay resilient and can support us in persevering no matter what challenges and changes come our way. Prosperity and Abundance Dandelion's ability to grow in nearly any condition or environment and its ability to spread its own seeds in the wind and proliferate so adeptly both lend to its powerful ability to support abundance work. Roots and leaves are sometimes used in prosperity spells and rituals, and they can symbolize growth, abundance, and the fulfillment of desires. It's even said to help you stay focused and productive while working towards your goals or manifestations. Amulets and Talismans Dandelion seeds, leaves, or root pieces, or flowers can be incorporated into amulets or talismans for specific intentions such as protection, love, success... You can carry a dandelion in a pouch or in a pocket to receive assistance in the realms of resilience, intuition, manifestation, purification, and much more. And finally, goddess worship, veneration, or offerings. Some of you may already know this, but dandelion is connected to and sacred to the goddess or Titaness, Hecate. She is a deity of the underworld the upper world, and the in-between and the crossroads. She holds dominion over land, sky, and sea, and also reigns in the realms of the liminal, the in-between of space, time, and existence itself. Having many names and many faces, she is considered the queen of witches, but is also the protectress of women, children, outcasts, and marginalized individuals. She rules over hordes of the dead in the underworld and also has a seat at the table in the Empyrean realm. And with her twin torches, she is a light in the darkness. Now, Dandelion, in actuality, is associated with various deities and spiritual traditions, but I wanted to focus now on how it is sacred to Hecate in some modern pagan and witchcraft practices. The first connection is to the underworld. Hecate, among her many attributes, is associated with the crossroads, magic, and the underworld. Dandelions have deep roots that extend into the earth, connecting them symbolically to the underworld. Their growth pattern of appearing overnight and then disappearing during the day can be seen as a reflection of Hecate's role as the goddess of transitions and liminal spaces. Next is in its powers of purification the dandelion, has a historical use as a cleansing and purifying herb. Hecate is often invoked for protection, purification, and banishing negative energies. Dandelion's association with purification aligns with Hecate's role in warding off harmful influences. Divination, In some divination practices, dandelion fluff or seeds are used for fortune-telling or making wishes. Hecate is associated with divination and prophecy, making the dandelion's use in divinatory practices relevant to her symbolism. And moon symbolism. Dandelions open their bright yellow flowers during the day and close them at night, which is reminiscent of the phases of the moon. Hecate is often associated with the moon, particularly the dark or new moon phase, and dandelion's connection to lunar cycles make it significant in her worship. Associations between plants and deities can vary among different practitioners and traditions, and the sacredness of dandelion to Hecate, as well as other deities, is often a matter of personal or traditional-based information available within contemporary pagan and witchcraft practices. But the reason that I wanted to point to this connection is the connection also to the star card. Earlier when discussing the star, I mentioned a recurring theme that the star serves as a beacon of hope and guidance leading the way through dark times. Did Hecate not offer hope to Demeter when she led her to discover where Persephone was being held? Does she not bring light in the darkness with her twin torches? The parallels are certainly something worth mulling over in our minds, if not discussing outright, don't you think? (laughs) And as Hecate tends to be a conductor for many, helping them get from one place to another, reigning in the liminal spaces as she does... Ruling over the realms of the dead and and the underworld as she does. Among many other realms, mind you, she has done that for me several times in my life. A light in the darkness, indeed. So I thought it would be prudent to mention her and have her usher us into the next three weeks of October. Halloween and Samhain season episodes. A season that is heavy with spirit interaction and witchcraft and dealings with the other world. It didn't feel right to end this episode and enter into this October series in any other way than in her honor. Okay, before I let you go, I wanna say that I have some emails that I need to respond to this weekend, and I will be doing so, so thank you for being patient with me. But I specifically want to shout out a very heartfelt thank you to Michael. Your email brought me to tears and I deeply appreciate all that you shared with me. My only hope is that I can continue to keep creating content that continues to give you those spiritual nudges. Thank you so much for the beautiful email. I wish you every happiness possible and may there always be light even in the darkness for you. Okay, and that is all that I have for you today. Please Be well, and have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A is for Agrimony, Coffee Stained Notes on Witchcraft. If you like what you've been hearing, please drop me a review wherever you're listening. If you'd like some more content, please go to AisforAgrimony.com, where you can find my blog, episode archive, spells and rituals, the living grimoire, and soon to come, the coven shop you can follow me on instagram at a underscore is underscore for underscore agrimony that's an underscore in between each word over on threads under the same exact handle or you can like my facebook page at facebook.com slash a is for agrimony want to contact me shoot an email to reach Margot at a is and if you're interested in some exclusive bonus content, you can join the community over on Patreon at patreon.com A is for Agrimony, where I share early release, unedited video format episodes, weekly collective card readings, monthly spells, occasional bonus content, and more to come. Again, thank you for listening, be well, and have an amazing weekend.